You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And Evan, well, I guess the biggest news that came out this week, college football is getting ready to suggest a new playoff format. 12 games. Why 12 games? Well, it's the compromise. They look at it as let's get ahead of the curve. A lot of people want eight, but if we do eight, then eventually they're going to say, let's do 16. So let's split the difference. Let's cut the baby in half. Let's do 12. And in typical NCAA fashion, I think they're a bunch of idiots. Okay, here's why. (laughs) 12 is the wrong number. I would rather it just be eight teams. But I also have a radical idea that I I mentioned on the show, and I'll say it here. I I think that the Power Five should have an eight-team playoff format and the group of five should have an 18 playoff format let's face it the group of five is never going to crash the dinner party they're never going to get invited so quit trying just play your own now because you you don't have the resources you don't have the talent you don't have a lot of the things that the power five schools do now i know western michigan just got that big fat check but alabama gets those checks every year Okay. They give those checks out, actually. Right. I'm just you can't compete with the talent. When when Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson make up, I think, fifty-three of the top one hundred kids, you don't stand a chance against these teams. So when you go to Central or Western or Eastern, whatever, you know what? You got a chance to win your own title. And they're like, well, that's like the losers bracket. That's like the NIT. It's not really because it's putting you on fair and equal ground. Plus, you don't have to sit and beg for one spot. Like last year, Cincinnati was a really good team. No way in the world Cincinnati was getting in. No way in the world Coastal Carolina was getting in. No. They're entertaining. I mean, Western Michigan showed you what happens when you go undefeated. You still don't get invited. Same with UCF. Yeah, you get tapped on the head and said, we'll put you in a New Year's Six game, but you, you, son, you don't stand a chance. So quit trying. This way, you split it up, eight teams, power five, eight teams, group of five, and and just go and play. Now, I like the fact of having a playoff because by expanding it, your season's not over if you lose a game. You're no longer playing for being undefeated. You can schedule tough games. You could go the route of college basketball and put some tough games on your schedule and if you lose, you can be like, well, we lost, but we know we lost to Clemson, who didn't lose to anybody. So it was, did we really have a bad loss? Right. And I, th- I think you're forward thinking, too, because they're going to want to do this, and they might not look at it right now like that, but they're going to start losing their best players to these Power 5 teams. Yeah. 
So, and so your team's going to get weaker and weaker each and every year or stay par, whatever it might be. But it would be smart for them to go do something like that. But I don't know if the NCAA would ever have the balls to separate them like that. Why not? You separate them now. You yeah, call you, them. You really do. You call them the group of five and yeah. the power five. Separation is already there. So you really don't stand a chance unless you get that special class. But that special class, 13-0 and 0, Western Michigan, 13-0 and 0 Central Florida. No. Yeah, we looked at your schedule and we don't you play in a weak conference, so you're not gonna ever get in. Okay. So screw it. So don't even try. Would the problem then be, let's say, just for S's and G's, Western Michigan goes undefeated. They go into this bracket, they win what, three more games to win the national title? Don't you think then you'll have people saying, I want to see them against the power five champion? You I mean, Western Michigan fans will. Right. So it, it Alabama would, fans will be like, You don't want any of this smoke. You okay, don't. so you don't think that would be a problem then? No. It, okay. How would it be a problem? Would I mean, it be any different than what it is now? Was right? it was it a problem when Central was it Central Florida went undefeated and was it Clemson that year? Or yeah, and they declared themselves national champions. Right. They're like, I didn't see Clemson saying you guys didn't play us. Clemson was like, that's cute. You can wear your little tiara all around the house if you want because we don't care. Well, don't you remember all the drama during the basketball season when Illinois said that they were Big Ten champs? Right. And people got all pissed off. And and I saw what they were saying. They won more games. They lost less. But see, that, that was, see that's, that's really not apples to apples. Here it isn't? Because, okay. No, because Illinois played as, plays in the Big Ten. They played the same teams as Michigan. And they're saying, hey, we beat more teams than Michigan beat. Right. So, therefore, we should be in. When you look at a Central Florida versus a Clemson, you don't play the same type of games. Okay. So it's not equal footing. For, like Western Michigan can't say, well, because we knocked off Illinois in our non-conference season, we're just as good as Ohio State. It's like, well, Ohio State plays in a tougher conference. You play, you know, on Tuesday night against Bowling Green, a game nobody's watching, and, you know, it's not the same. Whereas Illinois and Michigan, same conference, same teams. So do you think, like, I'm trying to envision, why more teams? Because I feel like we've gotten the correct national title out of all the college football players that have happened. We may have gotten a, a national title, but here's, here's why more teams, Evan. It's a great question. Because you know what I'm saying, like Bama should have won those years. LSU should have won. It's no longer it's because it's no longer a playoff. It's an invitational. Right now, you can go ahead and send Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State their invitation, and every year somebody's playing for the fourth spot. Correct. And normally, whoever gets in that fourth spot gets annihilated. So it's it's funny because people like, but I love it because every game means something. Okay, fine. If you expand it to 8 or 12 or 16... I mean, every game's still going to mean something. Right, but now if you lose, you're not out of it. You're not done. So losing in week three means now now you got players who may... You know what? I'm opting out because we don't have a chance of winning. I only came back my senior year to win a title. Okay, so, so I didn't I didn't look at it that way with players opting out. Yeah. That's I, what makes the most sense. Well, and also when, when, when you have this... One vert, let's just say eight teams, my idea. I know they're thinking 12, but let's just go eight. One versus eight and two versus seven will probably be blowout games. Most likely. But 
three versus six and four versus five will be great, compelling games. Look at the NCAA tournament. In the end, it ended up being the two teams it should have been. But look at all the drama you got throughout the tournament and games that got played. The best teams will always rise to the top. You can have 64 teams. The best two teams will always rise. Right now, it's boring. It's not exciting because it's the same teams. No, you're at right least, about that. At least if you win eight or if you go 12, other teams have a shot. And here's the other thing. The reason why those three teams are sucking up like 55% of the top 100, because they're always in the title. Yeah. So if you're a kid, you want to go there. Now if you expand it, oh, wait. You mean to tell me I could go to Wisconsin, make the playoffs, get seen on TV? Maybe I don't have – and I could play sooner. I don't have to sit behind three Heisman Trophy winners and wait my turn to my senior year. I, I, Devontae Smith right. waiting and waiting and waiting behind Judy, behind Ridley, behind all these different people until it was his turn. Now, a Devontae Smith can say, you know what? I could go to USC, make the playoffs – and do everything, and I can play right away. So you could kind of dilute the talent from just the three main teams because other teams have a legitimate shot at going. Do you think that, I'm sorry I'm riddling you with all these questions, not that you wrote the article or anything like that, but you know it way better than I do. But do you think it's going to make coaches or conferences want to have less regular season games then? Because you would be adding, what, one... Two, three potentially extra games at the end? No, see, I think this no, because all your guys want to go to the NFL. Correct. So, hey, suck it up. NFL now plays 17 games. And you know what I don't hear? I don't hear anybody on the Chiefs complaining. I, I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got to play extra games. It's a privilege. So, if you want to play for an NFL champion, which every t- guy on that team does, you're going to have to eventually do that. It's like saying, well, I don't want to play in cold weather. Really? Because Green Bay ain't moving. Chicago ain't moving in the wintertime. Right. You're going to have to play in cold weather, so you deal with it. It's just certain things. If you want to take that next step, you do. Now, like I said, once again, man, this this will help out when, when it comes to recruiting and getting talent evenly dispersed because now you could go someplace else and play right away and help this team get to the playoffs. Did I answer your question? Yeah, no, you totally did. But are they going to, like, will they continue? I forgot. What was your question? Because um, I went off on a tangent there. Jeez, you lost my train of thought. Okay, but, let's just keep going. Oh, about extra games added to the schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's the extra games. Yeah, but, but, but it also gives you better games. Because every conference, I'm glad you, we brought this back up, every conference has to say, okay, are we going to play eight games or are we going to play nine games? We have to be consistent here. Right. No more of this SEC cupcake crap. Don't yeah. play no Division two games. If you play eight games, fine, but that means that probably three of your four games are going to have to be against Power 5 schools. Mm-hmm. You if, if you play nine games, two of your remaining three extra games, Power 5 schools. Now, what will probably happen, teams like Illinois and Vanderbilt are going to get phone calls left and right. Hey, you want to play us? Because you're a power five school, but you suck. Right. So we, we, you know, it used to be Indiana. You ain't trying to play Indiana anytime soon. No, not at all. And it's just, it's really cool to think about. But what I want to know, are they still going to associate the bowl games to these games? I.e., the Rose Bowl, the Sugar See, Bowl. Like, you know what? Let those games be themselves still. 
No, no. See, here's here's how I and this is this is why I think that the eight is perfect, Evan. Quarterfinal weekend is December sixteenth, the first day of bowl season. Oh. So you come out the gate strong, yeah, because it's normally the Boca Raton Bowl. It's the, two teams you don't care. Who about. gives a flying f bowl? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is. Nobody cares. So quarterfinal games, four spots, you get the top four teams home games at their stadium. Okay, guaranteed sellout. Now you can make logistically. You can say okay. Uh, Home team, you get 65% of the tickets. The visitors get the other 35. We've got to make this kind of fair. You earn the right to play it at home, but they get a chance to see their team too. If they can't sell out, the home team gets it back. It's going to sell out. Oh, okay? absolutely. You don't have to worry about arena being filled because there's a concert or there's a, a, a pro game. It's your stadium. So you've earned that right. You play the quarterfinal game two weeks later. Now it's regular bowl season. You can play Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl, whatever, and then you can play the national championship game. It may, all the other bowl games can, can can stay as they are. The 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 playoff games can stay in that rotation. The Fiesta okay. Bowl, all now, of that. Now, okay, now. But the quarterfinals, sense. you take it. So it may be in Tuscaloosa. It may be in in in, in Death Valley. It may be. You know, out in, in L.A. if it's USC. It could be in Austin if it's in Oregon. Heck, it, it could be a Spartan Stadium or it could be at, you know, Ryan Field. But that's also the beauty of it. If your team in the North, you could crack that top four, that game's being going to be played in cold weather. That's an advantage. So now, hypothetically speaking, your Michigan, your Michigan State, and you got to play LSU at your stadium. You hold an advantage over them. Normally, the bowl games are in domes or in nice arena. It's not any advantage for any of the schools in the north. Right. Now you got to go to Columbus. Let's just say Columbus because that's where people, that's most likely going to happen. Okay, so now Ohio State has to play Tennessee. Game's going to be at Buckeye Stadium. Good luck with that. Yeah. Now, you sound pretty excited about it. And happy about it? Is this something you've wanted for a while? Man, was an expansion? I, the four teams was... It's like, this is why I don't like the 12. You, you bastardized the whole process coming out the gate. You just ruined this. Like, it could have been better. You got five Power Five conference champions. That means every year, one's going to get left out. And then what about the years where the best two teams are in the same... Con- I mean, like, when it was Alabama and, and Georgia, like, that means that two conference champions... Ain't going. And then what about the times where you got two really good teams in one conference and Notre Dame is undefeated? Well, that means three conference champions don't get to go because you you, you screwed yourself. Does every league have an East and a West? Or Big 12 really doesn't, right? No, it's Big just 12 the SEC. Is just, Big 12, actually, it works out that they play nine games and everybody plays everybody. Okay, because I was trying to say maybe you could take the winner from like the Big 10 East, Big 10 West, like the two winners of their division, quote-unquote, that's 10 teams if it was a Power 5, but Big 12 screws that all up. Right. So, I mean, that's why I said if if you're going to go 12, you need to go 16 and just do it right. Because if not, if you go 12, 
you, you basically are going to be the elite four and the other eight. It's so weird because I feel like such an old guy yelling, get off my grass. But I actually like the four teams. I don't want to see it expanded. No. You, but and maybe that's just the hater in me that doesn't want to see it expanded because I take a lot of pride that Michigan State is, what, one of two Big Ten teams to make it there. Right, I mean, but I mean, t- take that out the equation, though. You get you'll get better games. It's like you will the same thing when the NCAA tournament was just thirty two teams. Yeah, so a lot of the upsets that you saw, you would have never seen. Nah, I get it. Sports need and to evolve, went, and, and then so they went I. to then the NCAA went to forty eight teams, and then eventually they realized, how about we just do sixty four? Now they've gone to sixty eight. Yeah, no, you're right, and and if it wasn't for the sixty eight. We don't get UCLA damn near upsetting Gonzaga. No, you're absolutely right. Or you don't have George Mason that one year. Right. And I mean, teams have made it. So I think you're right. You will see teams that are a lower seed, a 10 or a 12 seed, that will okay, make it there. Okay, Evan, occasionally rule changes help. I mean, baseball, seven-inning doubleheaders, sticking a man on second in extra innings, those are rules that went against tradition they work. Well, and it's the same with the NHL, the, the shootout at the end, instead of doing overtime until you die. Right. So I, I, I like the fact, I just think that if you're going to, eight I think would be perfect because you could have the five conference champions plus three wild card teams. So if Georgia, if Georgia played Alabama to a, you know, a field goal loss in the SEC championship game, that's okay, Georgia. You get in that large bid. Now you may, you're going to have to travel. So now, once again, <clears throat> MSU, Georgia has to come play at Spartan Stadium at the beginning of winter. God, wouldn't that be cool? Right. So, yeah, you, you didn't win it, but you're in, so let's see how tough you are. Yeah, It gives you Notre Dame. You run a table. But this also allows for the group of five schools. Cincinnati, you're undefeated. You're in. Yeah, it takes care of all of that. And then you you got three you know spots. So and it will show. Maybe yeah. they were deserving and maybe they weren't. Right. But in the end, it looks like nobody's deserving because it's Clemson and Alabama every year or Clemson and Ohio State or Ohio State and Alabama. I guess the only reason I didn't mind it is because I knew that those were the best teams and I was going to see the best teams go against each other. I don't think there's ever been a time with the playoff that I was like, they shouldn't be there. I know right. a lot of fans think Michigan State shouldn't have been there that one No, year. no, but what happens when, you're, when your best team has to go through a grind? Because no, I'll, I'll simply say this. Clemson is so smart. They've set their schedule up. If Clemson wasn't in the ACC... They wouldn't be what they are today. We would sit here and say the ACC is a bunch of frauds. Okay, mm-hmm. The ACC might as well be Conference USA because Clemson knows maybe we'll schedule a tough game early, non-conference, we'll run through the ACC, and we just got to prepare for the ACC championship game, which will be a piece of cake, and now let's just get ready for our two-game season, semifinal, Final game. Well, yeah, because, I mean, what the hell is their biggest threat, Pitt? ACC? It's supposedly Miami and Florida State. Well, Florida State's not there, but I guess Miami is there. Right, but neither one of those teams are really there. No. So Miami shows glimpses. (laughs) North Carolina? No. Like, every all of these teams are supposed to do something, and they don't. So this allows, you know what, let's let's broaden their horizon, and now let's put other teams in. Because... Honestly, yeah, it's like if you're a good team, if you're in the Big Ten, and imagine you go, okay, another case in point, let's make it local. Ohio State wins the Big Ten East, okay? 
Michigan State can't go to the conference. They can't go to Indy, but Michigan State was 11-1. and They only lost to Ohio State. That was their only loss. Chances are they're not going to your 14 playoff. No, you're absolutely right, But if because they could be number five in the nation. You right. know what I mean? Because here's the thing. Alabama went undefeated. Clemson went undefeated. Ohio State, Ohio went, State undefeated. went undefeated. And probably and, an SEC school and and loss say, is going to be better than you. And let's say Oklahoma won the Big 12. They're going over. They're going over Michigan State. So Michigan State, 11-1, can't go. You expand this thing. Now you're allowing for that second team from a conference to go. Now you're going to have to hit the road. But you can play still in it. I know, I think everybody who's upset about this will change their mind the first time they see it play because it's going to bring game. And now you got a pathway because you you don't have to just, okay, we got to win three games. So what happens if somebody gets hurt and now they're not the same team? No, you know? you're, you're, a lot of things could happen. goes out, running back goes out, something along those lines. But you said something that was really interesting to me and it made me wonder if the NCAA is almost thinking of doing it because they don't want to see the best teams there. And what you said was they want to make them go through a grind. Do yeah. you think that's part of it? Where they're like, <clears throat> we're sick of seeing Bama and Clemson and Ohio State. It is. Let's shake it up. And here's Let's it, see you, what they can do you, when they're uncomfortable. You want to go through a grind, but your whole season's going to be a grind because now – in order to separate you, you're going to have to – it's almost like who did you – outside of your conference, who did you? Who else did you beat? Think about this. Once again, college basketball, we thought the Big Ten was great. Big Ten has six teams in the top ten. Best conference in the okay? nation. And then we found out they weren't that good when the tournament started. So now you go out. If you're a Big Ten team, you go schedule Oklahoma State. You go schedule a Miami, Miami. Oregon. You go schedule UCLA, and you got to play Oklahoma State and UCLA on you know one on the road, one at home, along with your Big Ten schedule. That helps you, and that means that the games are better. Okay, You're, nobody's watching you play Eastern Tennessee because nobody cares, right? Because you're going to crush Eastern Tennessee. And I think this is the perfect. See, you're talking me into it, and I hate being talked into things, but you're Sound making like a Mojo. lot of great points. Um, but it, it makes me think because I think college football is going to be more than just the power four teams that we've been talking about, those big four going forward because of the transfer rules. And I think we're going to see a lot more parity in college football where you're not going to see the Rutgers where they only win two games, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think a lot of more teams are going to be competitive. But see, no, forward. no. But the, see, I, I think if you leave it at four, you're going to see more teams schedule weaker teams. Well, that's what I'm saying. And now when you have more schools right. in there, you'll get to see more. And I think you're going to open up recruiting what you said, not only with high school kids, but also with transfers. Yeah. Because you can say, listen, you can go to Bama, you can go to Michigan, you can go to Ohio State and be second string there to the guys that they already have, or you can come here and really compete for that playoff spot. Yeah. Because we have a path to get there. We play great competition in the Big Ten. Look who we play. We play Indiana, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, so on and so forth. And I think it will create parity in college football with the Power Five and the lesser teams to where 
you won't see a Rutgers being at the bottom every single year. And you won't see Duke or Wake Forest at the bottom of the ACC or Kentucky at the bottom of the SEC. And also, even if you lose, you're not out. Yes. Because, once again, if you don't beat Ohio State in the Big Ten East, you're not going to Indianapolis. Evan, that has been true since the Big Ten, and, and they went to East and West, and they left the leaders and legends. Every team that's gone from the Big Ten East, if you look at the schedule that year, they beat the Buckeyes. If you don't beat the Buckeyes, you don't go. Yeah, Penn State, when they went, they knocked off the Buckeyes. MSU, when they went, they knocked off the Buckeyes. Because I'm trying to look at, okay, so this is, should I not use 2020 for an example? This is the end of the year top 25. Yeah. Maybe use 2019. Because I'm wondering how many teams have three losses in the top 12. So, okay, it's actually, it's interesting. This is the final football rankings of 2019. So after the bowls and everything. One team in the top 12 had more than two losses, and that was Wisconsin with four. Everybody else had either one loss or two loss. Because that's what I was curious about. Would you see a three-loss team, a four-loss team in this playoff? I mean, it's possible that... Because here's what could happen. You could see a three-loss team in the playoff. Evan, if you lost two of your non-conference games to – you lost to Oklahoma and you lost to Florida State and you lost one game in conference, but you won the conference, yeah, you still go. Right, okay, because like last – But it's no shame in losing to top teams. It's what college basketball has been doing for years. It's how Izzo built his program. And that's what I like the most is it's not shaming you for a bad performance in September. Right, now if you go out there and you lose 64 to nothing, that's going to hurt you. But if you go out there and and you lose a game, you go to Norman, Oklahoma, and you lose 37 to 31, all right – we lost on the road to Oklahoma. We'll probably see you again, Oklahoma. Or you lose in overtime or something fluky. Which, I mean, you just, so, well, in my opinion, so long as you lose to a good team and you keep it within 10 points, and I mean legitimate 10 points, not because you scored a Hail Mary touchdown and you were really down by 17 and you were out of it. But you play a close game, you get real. Like, college basketball rewards good losses. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Okay, you went to Cameron, you lost to Duke. Okay, but you played them. Because you that's why Syracuse gets downgraded every year. Syracuse is the way college football is right now. Never leave home and schedule as many cupcakes as possible until you absolutely have to play somebody on the road. Well, that's Syracuse and that's actually well no, Duke plays some, but Duke does that a lot too. They don't leave uh Cameron until like late December. But Syracuse doesn't leave the Carrier Dome or whatever they play in now until January. Yeah, and that's just that's just wild to think about. When do you think this would take place if it were to go through? I'm sure a lot of heads need to vote <laughs> it, on this. It, it's, it, uh, it can take place immediately, but it requires, I think, all – But you need like, all the commissioners all, to all sign thir- off? I think either all 13 or 14 uh, committee members – to agree. Okay, so it's the playoff committee that gets yeah, to choose this. So it's not even the conferences or anything. No, well, whoever is, uh, I don't know if it's the playoff. No, no, it's it's whoever's, it's the committee in charge of the college football playoff. So it's not like Kevin Warren no, or. Well, he may be in there. Okay. Or like a representative. Like if they all vote 
I'll, I'll look this up. But if they all vote and say, yes, we like this, if it's unanimous, it happens immediately. If not, you're probably looking at uh, three years from now when the contract is up. Okay. But it can change immediately. And I bet I, I would guess 90% of teams would want it. I think the only teams that wouldn't would be the Bamas, the Clemsons, and stuff like that. And uh, all right, you talked me into it. I'm all for it. See, Let's I get this playoff. See, I, I don't think that why would Bama not want to do it? I mean, you're, you got the best talent. You're the best team. Now, once again, what happens when Nick Saban leaves? Nick Saban got that extension. Yeah. When Nick Saban goes away, the playing field will get leveled. Just like, like it or not, with, with, with Coach K leaving Duke, Josh Shire may be a great coach, but chances are it's, it's going to be a step down. You probably won't see a Ryan Day type of situation where a team actually gets better once a winning coach leaves. He's, it's going to be a step down. Like I said, when, 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 when Nick Saban leaves Alabama. Well, you remember what Bama was before Saban got there? They were a bad team. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's going to be one of those things that um, I don't know. So Bama right now is at the top of the, at the leaderboard. But, you know, I, I think that most people would like it. I don't see where it would just be like, oh, my God, we can't have this. We can't do this. Yeah. There's there's really no no downside to it. And, by the way, uh, it's a meeting between the College Football Management Committee, the commissioners, and the College Football Board of Managers, the presidents. So the the commissioners and the presidents get together, it sounds like. And if you get unanimous amongst all of them, then it can happen. Okay, and then if it's not unanimous, that's when you then wait for the new contract. That's probably when it's got to go to a then. vote and then go to the new contract. I would simply say, if you're gonna, either you do eight or you do sixteen. Yeah, and you brought up something that I that just made me think about Ryan Day and how he succeeded and made the team almost better than when Urban Meyer was there. And I wonder if teams will start doing this, and probably not. But remember, Ryan. Ryan Day got to coach, what, three games for Ohio State while Urban Meyer was suspended? Mm-hmm. He got a taste of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying Coach K would ever let Shire coach a game with him there. Oh, I think. But I wonder. Oh, I, I, honestly, I think Shire's. Coach K is going to play the role of grandfather this year. Shire, you, I, 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 okay. I'm your conciliary. And that's what they should do, right? If you do, need right? me. But you know what? I'm going to coach the big games. You're going to coach all the – and I may even throw in a big game. I, I may let you coach a North Carolina game at Sure. Home. Yeah, get a taste of it. Yeah. I mean, you've done it as an assistant. I get it, but it's different when you're the head guy. But that it, that's intriguing to, to think about. You know, if you have your guy in waiting, why not? You know what I mean? Why not? But a lot of the coaches do that, man. It's like oh. – And you just don't notice it, huh? You, you don't. It's – I mean, I, Izzo, Dwayne Stevens is – pretty much called a lot of games. No, he has because he in particular, when you see Tom sit down and not yeah. say anything, it's him. Yeah, it's like they'll say, okay, you know what, Evan, today I'm going to treat it as you in charge. I can override you if you're about to just steer the shit. It's like the driver's training car. Yes, yeah. Okay? In <laughs> yeah, the event hit a fire hydrant, I could take it In over. the event that, right, I could grab the steering wheel, I got the brake, I got a gas, I can get us out of the peril. But other than that, I'm going to let you do what you got to do, and I'm going to sit there with my clipboard. Yeah. And I'm going to write down what you did right. I'm going to write down what you did wrong. God. 
I'm excited now. I am really excited for I, this. I don't like the 12 because with the 12, with the buys, you're still going to have the whole... I don't want to see buys. Right. That's just it. You know what? Everybody plays. And I bet those kids don't want to see buys. I mean, you, I mean, think about taking a week off and then because it, hungry because, ass team coming after you. That well, just that's just it. I mean, with the buy, you could have a team that's already in playoff mode because they think about. I mean, it's, it's like you see it in baseball, you see it in basketball, you see it in other sports where look, we we've been in playoff mode already for the last month. Well, I so mean, we we're saw red it. hot, and you're Clemson, and you've played nobody, and now you got to go up against that hot team that's just playing on fire hitting on all cylinders I, I say let every that's why I said 12 is wrong because you got buys yeah screw that everybody plays it's either go 8 or you go 16 if you're being real forward thinking you go 16 now yeah if you're a state fan you're going to lose the prestige of saying well you know we made it when the but then you, you could brag we made it to the playoffs when, when there was, was just four. 4 Yep. it was a lot harder to do so we'll see I'm excited. It actually got me. Like, at first, I was like, why? 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 You know, I'm just that guy. But you know what? You're level-headed, Rico. You talked me through it. I'm all for it. I don't want to see the bye. I mean, I just don't. I mean, It makes for a better season. It's a prime example here. The 2006 Tigers that were a week off, and then everybody expected them to go out and beat the crap out of the Cardinals. And what happened? Reverse. Right. Cardinals were in playoff mode. Ready to go. A couple days off, and they're going. So, yeah, it, look, man, it's going to bring better overall schedules. You're going to get a distribution, redistribution of talent. Yeah. If you really love college football, you'll embrace this. If you're just one of those, nope, crossing my arms, get off my lawn, right. not going to work. I like my college football the way it is. I don't need my peas touching my mashed potatoes type of guy. I can't help you. Okay? You're a dinosaur. And you know what? Life will pass you by. And, you know, enjoy your oatmeal with Wilford Brimley. Hey, I like my oatmeal. But I do like the college football playoff, too. (laughs) It would be fun. All right. What you got for me? All right. So since we're talking about the college football playoff, I don't think I've ever asked you. Oh, by the way, before we get into that, uh, if you guys got any questions you want us to answer, send it to my man, Evan. Yes, email me or Twitter. My email is Evan, E-V-A-N, dot Jenkins. It's J-A-N-K-E-N-S at odyssey.com. Or even when we put this podcast out, tweet right. us. We'll be more than happy to answer anything revolving one, college One sports. of the Jenkins boys. Yeah, one of them Jenkins boys, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think I've ever asked you this, and we've sat next to each other at 100 Michigan State games, right? That college football playoff, the game that they went against Alabama, I didn't go. But watching it on TV, do you think if Connor Cook doesn't throw that interception at the end of the first half, where I think the score could have been 13-6 to or something that along those lines? That would have been 10-7. 10-7. Do you think that game would have been different? Or do you think that second half still would have happened? <laughs> no, I, I think it would have been different because there were two plays that could have changed that thing around. And if Either way goes, if both of those plays go Michigan State's way, it's a competitive game. Alabama probably still would have won. But Connor Cook, Alabama did their homework. They knew that it was the back shoulder fade. fade. You know what? You got to see, like, almost, I think, like the team version. The Anthony Arnett was wide open in the end zone. Alabama never covered him because they said they're not going to throw to him. So Alabama loaded the coverage up to the left side of the end zone. Arnett was on the right side of the end zone. If he simply floats that thing out there, the Anthony Arnett's sitting in a folding chair. There's nobody around him. It's a touchdown. 
But that wasn't Cook's thing. The other, I don't know if you remember, was the fumble. Alabama fumbles the ball. Yes. And the ball starts rolling backwards towards the Michigan State goal line. It rolls all the way back. I think it was like from the 50, and it rolled all the way back to like the 20. It was one of those Benny Hill type of plays. Yeah. But Alabama falls on the ball once again. I think the score was 17-0. If MSU gets that ball and can score on the very next play or two, it's now 17-7. You're back in this ball game. But those two things right there, it just didn't happen. And then at that point, Alabama just locked it down and said, nah, we're... Yeah, they got a punt return for a touchdown and all that jazz. And I've just always wondered how different that game could have been if that interception wasn't thrown. I think it could have been a little. Di- Alabama wins the game. Absolutely, I completely agree. It would have been a competitive been, game. Yes. You wouldn't have got skunked. Yes, but so. I mean, people want to poke fun at that. But I mean, honestly, it was the best game. I didn't end up. I had pink eye, so I couldn't go to the game. Really? Yeah, I was. I was that all set to go. Off, huh? I was all set to Who go. Was and then, in your pillow. And then three, <laughs> three days later, three days before the game, I had pink eye. Wow. So I'm like, well. I'll, I'll watch it at home, and then if they win, like I had rooms and everything booked at Phoenix to go there because I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, yeah. No, no, because, yeah, because it was like I was going to only go to one. And then some of us like, you know what? Honestly, if they make it to the title game, that's the game I want to be at. Yeah, it's right. nice if they beat Bama, but if they lose to Bama, all right, I'm, I'm at home. Yeah. No harm, no foul. But, yeah, I caught pink eye, so I couldn't even go to that game. I had, yeah, I was sitting at home watching it. See, I didn't know that. I'm glad I asked that question uh, today. All right. So, all right. For uh, guys, if you got any uh, questions you want us to answer, go ahead and shoot those to us. But until then, for Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.